And this week's archetype is hmm, can be really beautiful and can also be like, what was that? Like, what does it mean? Right. So, you know, there's like some of the apprentices will be like, I get it, but I don't really get it, you know. So, so yeah, so I really want to give you a really clear understanding of what this, what this kink archetype is and how it unfolds in, in our lives. So this week's archetype is the rigor and the rope bunny. So what is a rigor? What is a rope bunny? A rigor is a, is a kink flavor that is a dominant flavor. And a rigor is someone who works with rope play. So you might have heard of shibari, which is a beautiful, it's an exquisite um, method of, of rope play derived from Japan. Um, so, you know, we hear a lot of people talk about, um, you know, shibari in, if you, if you're in the conscious or sexual, um, or kink community. Um, however, when to say that you work with shibari, I think is, um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's a very game thing to say only at, because what I am trying to say is because it literally takes decades and decades to be classified as a shibari master. So, and very few people are shibari masters. So you can be in a, a shibari enthusiast, which is probably a, more, a better way to describe a, a rope bunny. So, but in a nutshell, a, a rigor, um, a rigger and a rope bunny is two people who enjoy rope play, right, in kink and BDSM. So the rope bunny is the submissive flavor. So the person who gets tied up and the rigger is someone who does the tying, right? So what does this mean? for us in our lives what does this mean sexually what is the power what is the false power there are so many nuances and questions that we can we can enter into and I will do everything in my power to give you a very clear understanding so you know exactly what and why you need to understand the rigor and the rope bunny as we move into the integration and embodiment phase of this temple. So for those who have rigor in their profile, and a lot of people do either have, some, some people have rigor and rope bunny, and some people will have just rigor or rope bunny. So they are two incredibly common, common flavors of kink. When we look at them from a kink archetype perspective, 
what they're really telling us and how I see and view the rigor and the rope bunny is people who love to make art out of things right so if your if your love language is quality time and touch for example shibari and rope play will be a really good connective tool for you because there's no distractions there's a complete worship as to what's unfolding so there's a worship of the body there's a worship of the rope there's a worship of of molding and sculpting something beautiful right and so there's a real honoring of beauty of honoring the art right if you're a rigger you would look at yourself as i'm the artist and i am i'm molding i'm sculpting this masterpiece right with the rope with the other person's body and you are like the magician who is like weaving your magic and you're bringing this beautiful piece of art to life right and that is a real turn on for you right so the the rope bunny is someone who would say like i am the art I am the art and I love to make art and I really want to surrender to someone or something else in order to, they can play with me and mold me and like use me, I'm yours, right? And so there's a sense of real, of, of surrender to the art right? We submit to the art, we sub submit to being a vessel of art, of beauty, of presence, of connection, of awareness. These are two very beautiful, very beautiful kink archetypes. The false power of the rigor is someone who, and I'm going to speak to it through the lens of life, right? However, you'll absolutely feel the flavors of how that could unfold sexually as well, if that's what you're wanting to know. But let's look at it. I'll speak to it through the lens of life. The false power of, of the rigor is someone who wants to control, right? So someone who is, will be, if I do this, it's going to look like this. And there's no real worshipping of the art, right? Of all of other people, of other things, it can be a real form of manipulation. Not, um, oh yeah, maybe manipulation, but probably more so control, 
right? So it can be about control. I'm going to control you and you will look like this. It's like an artist that is thinking about exactly how they want this painting to look without really letting the painting tell its own story and have its own journey. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I am drawing a house and it will look exactly like this rather than going, okay, like I really feel to like put this here and this color here and, you know, put this body part here and do this thing. So it's, there's no trust in, in the divine process. There's no trust in other people. There's no trust in the things there's just, a, I have to control this, right? So it's someone who deeply loves art. Um, however, you love it so much. And when I say art, it literally could be a picture, but I see art as life. I see art as dance. I see art as poetry. I see art as a connection with other people I see art as a job like I literally I think art is life um and so there's there's a real sense of I have to control this I don't trust life right I don't trust this art that this art piece that this life will take a shape and form with or without me I need to drive this ship. I need to be in control of it. So that is a real false power of, of the rigor. There's another side to the rigor. And I think by now you'll probably know that I love to speak to this other little side that's underneath that can often get really lost. And this other side to the rigor that is also a false power is I can't go and make this art piece I can't be in life and make stuff happen unless I have all the people and all the things in front of me and then I can go and do my thing right so there can be a lot of inaction in the rigor as well if you don't have the tools the equipment the people right in front of you that are going here I am okay right I'm ready to go do this thing with ready to go do life with you now and you're going to need this 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 and this right so there can be a lot of inaction where it's like okay you're just waiting you're waiting for it all to just like to get all your ducks lined up in the row. You're waiting for other people to come in and there's no, like there's no initiative of you going out there and you're not proactive in order to make it actually happen and to bring it to life, right? Because you're seeing other people and other things as the success and not yourself, right? Okay. So it's like a, the, that false power, what came to me just now is like that false power is very much a director waiting to direct a movie, sitting in the chair and there's no actors, there's no props, there's no set and waiting for like the props and the actors and the set to just form itself, right? Okay, here we are. Here we are. What do you want us to do? 
right? So there's action that needs to happen in order for the props to be on the set, in order to the set to be made, for the actors to be there. There's things, there's pieces that need to be moved and in place. So there's action before that. Yeah, so. Okay, so let us talk to the false power of the rope bunny and as as we do just I really invite you to to make notes of oh okay yeah this is I, I kind of do this like I do this I can see myself in the past I've done this I have a tendency to be on this or this or so just knowing where your false power is where is your default when you tend to like lean back into the false power where do you usually go right what side of this false power um are you on right where what, what are your tendencies yeah okay so let us speak to someone's just started mowing the lawn good oh <laughs> so let us speak to the false power of the rope bunny the false power of the rope bunny is again similar to the rigor is I'm the art and I can't actually direct my own movie my own masterpiece I need someone to direct me because I don't know how to do this on my own right I need to show someone to tell I need someone to show me I need someone to tell me because I can't do this on my own so you're waiting for if you're putting it through the lens through the movie it's you're the actor and you're waiting for the director to show up right so there's there's that so it's like yeah okay like I know I'm meant to I know I'm meant to be on set I know I'm meant to be on stage I know I'm meant to act but again then there's a lot of inaction because you're waiting for that role to present itself you're waiting for someone else to see you so again there's a lot of inaction in this false power I can't I can't surrender to my art. I can't surrender to life unless I have someone come in and tell me exactly where they want me and what they need to, what I need to do. Right. And you think about how many times, you know, gosh, even, you know, I think of like, you know, just throughout my own life and how many times have you gone, I just want someone to tell me what to do. I just want someone to tell me what to do, like to go do this, be here. This is what's going to happen. And you don't even need to worry. You just need to be here right here and everything be fine. Right. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Like how, how enticing, how alluring is that thought process, right? We've all been there. So this is what I mean. So we've all had these flavors of, of this happen throughout our lives. So these are archetypal behavior. These are patterns of behavior that are universal. So we're not alone in these concepts and in these life decisions and choices as feelings. 
is they are universal patterns that we all experience at some time or another. And this is a beautiful one that I think that everyone will be able to relate to. Is that desire for just someone, tell me what to do. Direct me, tell me where you, where you want me to be. You know, even if it's not to someone else, the universe, like tell me, tell me universe, like God, tell me where you want me, how it's going to unfold and I'll just be there. Yeah. So let us then just speak to speak to the other side of the false power, the rope bunny. There's a real sense of what's coming through is like there's a real sense of hiding, right, of hiding. So it's a, I won't, I won't show up unless there's someone to see me. I won't show up unless there's someone to see me. I won't create this piece of art. I won't show up in life. I won't make this decision. I won't be of service until I know that someone will see me. I can't perform at my best unless I know that someone else will see me. I need to be seen. I'm not art. I can't be the artist. I can't be myself if there's no one else to witness me in that, to tell me, to validate me. Right? So there's a sense of like your fear of rejection here. Yeah. So let me just see if there's anything else that wants to present itself with the false power of the rope bunny. The other thing that's coming through is there's a real sense of, of I can't, this, this artwork is not complete. This life is not complete unless I have the rope, the rigor to mould it all together, right? So... There's a real reliance on other people. And there's an inability to not see the beauty in you on your own, 
in its in your entirety in your fullness there's a real sense of like I'm only beautiful when I have this or this and this right that is a that is a real false power of the rope bunny um again I think you know this is something that many of us will really be able to relate to so I'd love to hear what what is what is alive in you and what you're recognizing here so you can see the threads where the with the false power between the the rigor and the rope bunny they're, they're very similar the threads are very similar however one's got a more dominant flavor and then the other one's got a more submissive flavor so but the 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 false power there is really very very similar and just kind of yeah tweet a little bit as to which side of the fence you are on all right let us speak to the power because that's what we really want right that's what we really want so I'm just gonna power of the rigor and the rope bunny is its innate desire to see the beauty in everything to use what is there to make this masterpiece, to make this beautiful art, right? I will use whatever life is given me and I will mold it, I will sculpt it into the most exquisite masterpiece you have ever seen. Right? I'm going to surrender to what life has given me and I'm going to be the art. To be the art. I want to surrender my control and let the art take shape, let life unfold. I will surrender to what is because I know I can make art out of anything. I am willing and I see, I revere other people. I know that I can't do this alone. I need other people. I need things in order to let this masterpiece come to life. The most, the most beautiful and powerful element to the rigor and the rope bunny king archetype is knowing that you can't do it alone. And therefore, you have absolute reverence 
to all the people, all the things in your life, knowing that together we make a masterpiece. That no matter what life presents, we can make an, a masterpiece out of it, right? We can weave magic. We see beauty in everything. And we know that because this is a way of life, it is all around us. All we have to do is look and attune ourselves to hearing the sounds, to seeing the things, to worshipping all people, all things, knowing that we all play a piece, we all have a role in this movie. We can't do it without each other. We can't tell this story to its completion and its to its fulfillment, to its entirety, to give it the reverence it deserves if we don't honour each character in it. That is the beauty, the power of the rigor and the rope bunny is our honoring of relationships, of other people, of things, knowing that we don't need anything extra in order to tell this story. And if something comes in, then we use it, right? We discard nothing. We make art out of everything. We make it into a masterpiece and we cannot do it alone. And we're not afraid of the art. If you pull too tight, you feel the friction against your skin. It's like, oh. We know that there's these, we get these jolts of aliveness, right, with that friction gives us when you pull too tight, right? When we're bound, sometimes we can be free. There's freeness in being bound when we surrender to that. Right? And we allow ourselves to just melt and mold into all the knots, all the grooves, all the curves and together we work our magic to make the masterpiece and it's not even about knowing what the masterpiece looks like. It's about moment to moment. I really feel to put this here. I really feel to put this here. I really feel to just do this. I'm just going to pull this a little bit tighter. I'm going to wrap it around here. 
I'm going to wrap this in this and then I'm going to bring it over here and I'm going to do it over here. And then I'm going to pull it together. And then I'm going to tease it out. And we can work it and play with it and be agile in it. And there's real, there's a real seduction there. And that's what's really, when we do this, we melt into that, the power of the rigor and the rope bunny. There is an embodiment of the purest form of seduction. And then we know where.